Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Sarah Christensen. Sarah has started and run five businesses over the past 20 plus years. Her largest business was doing 10 million revenue per year and employed 75 people when she sold it. Sarah is currently obsessed with helping other business owners grow and scale their businesses through her latest venture, Kick-Ass Masterminds. Kick-Ass Masterminds curates and facilitates mastermind groups for small business owners, corporations, and white label partners. I'm so excited to have Sarah here to chat today all about Mastermind, so let's just dive right in. Hey Sarah, welcome to the show. I'm excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about Masterminds. So, Well, thanks for having me. Of course. So before we dive in, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just really how you got started doing it all. Sure, absolutely. Well, I am a I'm an old-timey business person. I have owned five different businesses over the past, oh my God, almost 25 years. I, I'd like to tell you that I started my first business when I was five years old, but I didn't. So you do the math there. <laughs> um, but I, I've had all different kinds of businesses. And when I sold my last one, it was sort of this awful situation with my business partner. It was like the worst business kind of divorce ever sold that, moved on, and I moved to San Diego where I got invited to join what I thought was a networking group. They called it a networking group, but really it was kind of the start of a mastermind group. And the woman who was organizing it, right when I joined, she was like, hey, I'm pregnant, I need somebody to take this over. So I took it over, really turned it into a mastermind group, and went through these, honestly, these stages of emotions because I was feeling like if I would have had this kind of support, and people that would have had my back, I don't think I would have been in that awful situation with selling my previous business. Like I would have had people who would have said, hey, Sarah, maybe you should have your own lawyer look at the contracts. And this doesn't sound right. And so I was actually angry for a while. Like, why didn't I know about mastermind groups? This could have saved me so much. And so from that point forward, and this was in 2010, I really was anybody who I knew who owned a business, I was like, you need to be in a mastermind group and you need to be in a mastermind group. And I started forming groups and I would charge people for them, but it wasn't my main business. But then about a year and a half, actually almost two years ago, it really became painfully obvious to me that there's a huge hole in the market, that there were not great mastermind groups out there. And because I had been honing my skills and what makes a great mastermind group over the past you know, almost it was eight years at that time that it just made sense for me to focus on that. So that's what I do. I, we focus 100% on mastermind groups. It's all we do at Kick-Ass Masterminds. And um, you and I came together because you're in one of our masterminds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I have had three weeks experience with quote unquote masterminds and some were good, some not so much, um, but never anything like this. So I'm really excited to have you here today to chat about it because I know that mastermind is a huge buzzword in the entrepreneur space, like as of late, um, but some are good, some are not. So I kind of want to dive into all the good stuff about mastermind, what makes a good one, what doesn't. So yeah, let's just dive into the basics. So what is a mastermind and how can it help us grow as business owners? 
Sure, absolutely. So masterminds in a global sense is really any people or things working together for a common purpose. So if you think about like a beehive is actually a mastermind because all these bees are working together to accomplish something. And it's the same kind of thing in business. So in business, it's, it's basically a support team of people who will advise you, cheer you on, hold you accountable. They're the people that have your back and will push you to your greatness and push you to go to the next level, but also be there to um, share your failures and share your successes. So really, it's a group, a supportive group of like-minded people who brainstorm ideas, strategies, techniques, and really show up for each other in any way to support each other in growing their businesses. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that is super helpful. And I'm really excited to be a part of the Kick-Ass Masterminds this year because I felt like I really needed that and that's something I was lacking in my business. So super excited about what's to come this year. So when do you think is the right time for someone to come and join a mastermind? Do you think they need to be at a certain point in their business to benefit from joining? Or, you know, can it be a beginning or whatever? Yeah, this is a great question because I see a lot of people who are just starting their businesses, joining masterminds like DIY masterminds, peer-led masterminds. And the thing that is not great about that is mastermind requires and relies on the experience of the people that are in the group. So if you get a bunch of people who are brand new to business in a mastermind together, they're, it's kind of like the blind leading the blind. They don't have a lot of experience and real world um, knowledge and wisdom to share with each other. So my rule of thumb is when you go full-time in your business, so if you've been a side hustler and you're going into full-time, that is a great time to join a mastermind. The other great time to join a mastermind is when you are paying all your bills and you're full-time um, in your business. So that's really kind of the the point that it makes sense because you've had enough experience to get some of those lessons, to learn what you need to learn. And generally people at that point are moving from being solopreneurs into really creating a company where they're building a team and they're growing their customer base and they're hitting different problems that they did in the beginning. And a lot of times those problems are the kind of problems that you need to solve with people in a group. They're not things that are foundational, like starting off things in your business. But let's face it, things like dealing with employees and working around bigger customer service issues. And, and, and honestly, when your business grows, you have bigger problems. And that's the time to really bring in a mastermind to help you to bust through those and really get to the next level. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's really important. And I think a lot of the time we think we can do it on our own, but we, we can't. I mean, we can, but I think it takes, like, if a group is encouraging us to do one thing or saying, like, eh, maybe you're adding too many um, bridges, then, you know, it's good to have that feedback from people who are in a similar space that we are. So, yeah. It's so true. It is so true. And here's the thing. A mastermind group can help you to go faster and it can help you to go further. So a lot of times people will hit that point in their solopreneur business where they feel stuck. They feel like, I don't quite know what to do to get to the next level. And I'm hustling my buns off and they feel like, I need some perspective. I need other people's knowledge. I need other people's experience. So that's another time is if people feel stuck in their business and need outside perspective and need a push to, again, go further and to go faster, that's 
exactly what a mastermind can do for someone's business. Yeah. And that's actually the point where I'm at right now. I'm just like, okay, you know, I've been doing this for a while. Some things are going great. Other things I want to scale and you know, where do I go from here? And I need a little help because I feel like, you know, I'm at that point where I'm kind of plateauing instead of growing. And obviously we want to be growing. So definitely kind of where I'm at now is a good point. Well, and I mean, honestly, everybody gets there and some people that's an okay place for them to be longer term and there's no judgment around that. But other people are like you where they're like, okay, I want to go to that next level, but I need this other perspective. I need other people's experience. And that's the cool thing about a mastermind is you multiply the learning, the resources, the network of contacts by the number of people in your mastermind. So for example, you can tap into the brains and the experience of the other nine people in your mastermind and you have that accessible and available to you. And just even like, I find even the process of listening to other people's challenges and the, the problems that they're going through, but then also the breakthroughs and the celebrations that they're having sparks ideas for me. So the conversation doesn't even need to be about your own personal experience in business. You can listen in on other people's experience and learn so much from that. And that's incredibly valuable. Yeah. I learned that after my first call. Cause I was like, okay, well obviously what people give me feedback on is going to be really applicable, but I realized that what other people were saying to other people that had problems worked for me as well. And I found that I could apply that to my business too. So that's really cool too, because not every, you don't have to address every single problem that you have because chances are someone has a similar problem and you know, the suggestions that they have to fix it can benefit you as well. That's a hundred percent true because here's the thing, no matter what business we're doing, whether we're an online information product business or we're, we have a plumbing business or we, you know, create websites, whatever it might be, there's commonalities between all of those. There's basics in business. So when you hear someone else having a challenge, say with bringing in new leads and there's a whole conversation around that, they may have a completely different type of business than you have, but that sparks ideas for you. And a lot of times that diversity of thinking in different industries and different business types is so incredibly important, especially when we're trying to stand out from the competition. Because if you're doing the exact same kind of marketing and product design that everybody in your industry is doing, you don't stand out. But if you hear someone else who's in a completely different industry and what they're doing and it sparks an idea for you, that's magic. Totally. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So when we do decide we're ready to join a mastermind, what can we do to make the most out of it? Absolutely. Well, first is finding the right mastermind. So there's all different types of masterminds and you said it earlier. There's a lot of things that call themselves masterminds because the word is really sexy right now that are not masterminds. (laughs) So I would recommend people go through a process of number one, figuring out what they want. What are they trying to solve for? Like what kind of support do they truly need? And that has to be the very first thing that you, you really determine before you are essentially looking for interviewing masterminds because you need to figure out what you want and if you what kind of structure of a mastermind is going to be the best fit for you. And then it's really looking at the different components of how a mastermind is comprised and seeing how that fits for you. So for us, we really have three different components of the masterminds. The first is the curation process. The second is the structure of the mastermind. And lastly is the facilitation component. And I see a lot of things out there that are called masterminds that don't have these and it's 
it makes them not the best experience for the members. So the first piece is just the curation, like who else is going to be in the group? That is critically important. And most masterminds out there are not curating the groups. They're basically saying we have 10 or sometimes I see we have 25 open spaces for a mastermind, which is just crazy, but we have all these open spaces and we're just going to take anybody that can pay basically, or they might have some loose requirements like income requirements, but that is not enough to make the group gel well together. And you've experienced this with your group. I mean, you, when you put 10 humans together, you better believe that there's going to be all sorts of crazy group dynamics that go on if they're not matched well together. So we really focus on number one, understanding what people want to accomplish in their business and getting them into the right groups and then focusing on the group dynamics. Like we have a matching algorithm that we use that takes into consideration about 50 different factors, 55 um, to make sure that the group is matched well. And it's kind of amazing. And you experience this in your group and it's pretty typical how quickly the group can come together. Like, were you surprised how quickly those bonds were formed and how immediately you guys felt like open to share things and super vulnerable and you were jumping in to help each other right away? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was kind of surprising, especially for me because I am pretty introverted typically. So, um, being able to open up to people is not always super easy for me, but I feel really comfortable with these girls and it's really nice to have them in my corner because I can't really say that about a lot of people like when I just meet them for the very first time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the byproduct of us being really crazy about making sure that we're curating these groups in the right way so that everyone has that experience. So the curation is important. The structure is important. And a lot of times I'll see masterminds without structure and they kind of fall apart or they're not very productive. So we're really adamant about making sure that the groups are structured in a way that people get the most out of them. And the structure is how you're working together, how you're communicating together, how often we're getting together in person. We bring in guest experts as part of the, the learning component of being in the mastermind. So it's really important that masterminds have a structure in order for them to be productive. And then the last thing is the facilitation. So we have dedicated facilitators for each of our groups, and they're really responsible for being the guide of the group. They're not the coach. So this is not, we do not run guru-led masterminds where they're led by a coach and you're following their curriculum and their way of doing business. We're sort of like a meritocracy. We bring together all different people's experiences. We don't require that people do things our way. We don't have a, a way that we impose upon people. And so that facilitator being involved is really the guide and the person that handles all the logistics and all the details and, and make sure, and this is the most important piece, make sure that the group dynamic is working well. People are getting what they need. They're getting brought in if they need to be brought in, all of those kinds of things. So if someone's looking for a mastermind group, I would highly recommend looking, again, figuring out what they need and what they want. That's the most important. And then looking at those three factors. How are the groups curated? What is the structure of the group? And how are they facilitated? Yeah, for sure. And I love that you have such detailed steps when it comes to forming your masterminds because I feel like that makes the experience so much better, especially the curation process because I think that really helps get a good group of people together so it's not just a bunch of random people that have zero in common. Exactly. Yeah, so the next thing I want to talk about is what are some of the key differences between a good mastermind and a bad mastermind? Because I know some people have had 
some pretty not so great experiences with masterminds. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I would go back to those three things we just talked about, the curation, the structure, and the facilitation. When I hear bad mastermind stories, they generally have gone off the rails in one or all of those areas. So I would definitely look at how do they bring people together? What's the structure? What, who is facilitating it? And how is it facilitated? The other thing is, is it a true mastermind? Now, a lot of times the, I see group coaching masquerading as a mastermind group because, again, I think it sounds a lot sexier than group coaching and people want to be in a mastermind group. But if there's a curriculum, I would highly be suspicious of that. Like if there's a eight part or a 12 part uh, course that goes with it, I would be suspicious of that. It doesn't mean that it's not a good course, but it might not truly be a mastermind. So I would watch out for that. The other thing to watch out for is if it's led by someone who is typically a coach, mm -hmm. I would also look into if you want your business to be exactly like that person's, it's probably a really good match for you. But if you don't want your business to be exactly like that coaches, it might not be a good match for you. Because if you think about it, if there's a coach or a guru leading it, they're going to teach you their perspective and you're going to get insight on how they run their business from their one perspective. So if you want that, great. But if you want different thoughts and you want more than one person's perspective, you need to look at more of a true kind of a mastermind. Um, the other thing to watch out for is there's a lot of people who will DIY groups. So they might meet people or maybe they haven't even met them yet in a Facebook group and be like, hey, let's start a mastermind. And they're generally really good intentioned. Like, hey, let's help each other grow our businesses. But they don't have the experience to bring the right people together because it's usually just a bunch of, you know, well-meaning random people in a Facebook group mm -hmm. and they don't have the structure and they don't have the facilitation to actually make that work. So I would look deeply at those kinds of things when you're evaluating what, what is a good and what is a bad mastermind. And I'm, and I of course think our masterminds are the most awesome, <laughs> but I, I will say that I have recommended people to other masterminds because kick-ass just is not a good fit for them. Like for example, um, James Wedmore runs a mastermind that I think is excellent for people who want to grow a business like James. And I would recommend his mastermind to those people all day long. So Remember in the beginning, I talked about figure out what you want, what you're trying to accomplish. And if someone came to me and said, I want a business that looks like this and this and this, and it exactly matched this person's mastermind, one of the guru med led masterminds, I would absolutely recommend people go do that. But again, that comes down to what are you trying to accomplish? What do you want to get out of your mastermind? Yeah, that makes so much sense. So I had another question that just popped in my mind when you were talking about all that, but do you think it makes sense to have like a mastermind of like the same niche of people? So i.e. I'm a social media manager. Would it make sense to have a mastermind just for social media managers or would that be like too much of a conflict? Well, I think it depends on what you're looking to accomplish. You would have to set up boundaries and some sort of a structure so it was non-competitive. Yeah. The only time we do same industry masterminds is if people are geographically based and they're non-competitive. Like mm -hmm. for example, a mastermind of florists. So you could have someone who was based in Houston and someone who was based in Minneapolis and someone who was based in Orlando because they have geographic boundaries to their businesses generally and they would be non-competitive. So that's one thing is making sure that there's not competition. The other thing is figuring out 
Do you want to get diverse input on your business or do you want to stay within your industry? There's not one that's better or worse, but I think you have to figure out, do you want to tap into ideas from other industries, which I think is awesome and amazing, or do you really want to go deep on your own industry? For me personally, I love to get ideas and suggestions from, from outside of my industry, and I like to read business books for my businesses that are not even like mine because, again, I think it sparks other ideas, and I can be more creative and bring a different kind of an approach to the mastermind business. So... I mean, I'm always a fan of diversity, but I can see situations where people would want to be in the same industry probably earlier on in their careers when they're trying to figure out, like the florist example, where they're trying to figure out good suppliers for ribbon and they're trying to figure out their pricing and those kinds of things, like baseline business stuff. But I think once you've been in business for a couple of years and you have some of those foundational things figured out, the diversity of thought is very, very, very important. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I, like whenever I first joined our mastermind that I'm in, um, it was, I was kind of like, hmm, this is interesting. Like, cause a lot of people were like in different industries and I'm not obviously expecting them to be just like me, but it was just interesting. And then I realized like how beneficial it could actually be. Cause at first I was kind of skeptical and then I was like, okay, like this actually can't, like it does work and it can work. But at first I was a little like, hmm, you know, and which is, probably pretty normal for people when they first see who their mastermind group is. Um, they might absolutely know, be a little like, Hmm, well, we'll see. I mean, obviously it's important to go in with an open mind like I did, but it's just, it's interesting. It is. Well, and here's the thing is it's hard to think like, you going in as a social media expert, you're thinking, how is somebody who's a dietitian and a digestive health expert <laughs> going to help me give, help me with my business, right? Like, hmm, how is this going to happen? But yeah. what you realize is it's, it's not about their area of expertise or their industry. It's about them being a CEO and being mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. That's what it's about. It's not about them bringing their specific industry knowledge in. That's why I'm saying in the early, early stages, the industry knowledge is really important. But once you get some of that stuff handled, then you're like, let's work on business, right? Let's work on money making. Let's work on bringing in new leads and increasing our conversions and doing a really good job serving our customers. And that transcends uh, uh, above any sort of industry knowledge. Yeah, no, it makes so much sense. And like, even, yeah, that's funny. Cause when you said that, I was thinking of the person that is the dietitian. And I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, like the sex expert and stuff like that. I'm like, how is that going to be applicable to me? But it, it is, it just is. Exactly. They, they have good suggestions, whether they use it or not in their business, they still have like different thoughts that can apply whether or not it works for them. So it's so true. It's so true. Like Steph, who's the dietitian in the group, is running a series of online workshops and in-person workshops. So it doesn't matter that she's talking about digestive health issues, but you can learn from her doing these workshops mm -hmm. and then apply that into your business. Exactly. Or like we can, like we're actually connecting to kind of get me in front of her audience for Pinterest too. So it's, it's definitely cool. And it's interesting to see like the dynamic and how it can actually work especially like in the beginning where you're kind of like, how is this going to work? <laughs> but then it ends up working and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Yes. So yeah. It's um, so true. Cause at the end of the day, you're all trying to make money, right? Yeah. We're all trying to make money. We're all establish 
helping businesses, you're laying the foundation for these companies that you're growing, and that's universal. That's not industry-based. That is such a universal thing. So you all connect on that, I'm the CEO of a business, we're making money, we're growing a company, that's the same. Yeah, exactly. So what are some of the big things that people have accomplished because they were in a mastermind, specifically a kick-ass mastermind, like just anything that comes to mind, like in the, the year period that they were a part of the mastermind, like the things that they were able to accomplish? Yeah. Oh my gosh. All the things. What I, what I generally see is people accomplishing things faster than they would have on their own, or they do them bigger than they would have on their own. Like, for example, um, one of your mastermind members sent a, a message in Voxer today that says, I'm going to read it. It says, guys, I'm doing stuff this week that I've been talking about doing for literally years. And then she talks about all the stuff that she's doing. So it really depends on the business, the actual things that they're accomplishing. But people are doing things that they've wanted to do in the past. Things like launching podcasts, things like doing their first live event, things like I just had a mastermind call earlier today, not your group, but a different group. And someone talked about um, the month before we talked about her doing a new client presentation and what that would look like. She put together that new client presentation. Today she reported to us that she used that new client presentation once and closed a 120K deal. Wow. So that being able to have that progression and she had been struggling with that presentation before, but she presented it to the group. They gave her a whole bunch of ideas. She actually put it in our Facebook group and people gave her a ton of ideas. She used it and like immediately made $120,000. So it's that compression of time between wanting to do something and doing it. It's also being able to tap into other people's um, experience and their failures to, to shorten that, that learning curve because let's face it, we all learn through mistakes, not through successes. So the, the things that people accomplish are always bigger and faster than they could have done on their own, but all sorts of cool stuff. People um, are writing books, they're speaking on giant stages, they're launching new programs, they're increasing their revenue. All of the big things that they've wanted to accomplish in their business are happening because they have this group of people that has their back and is supporting them, pushing them, holding them accountable, and quite frankly, helping them to achieve whatever big dreams that they have in their businesses. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think for me, the biggest thing is the accountability aspect. Cause I want to show up the next month and be like, so Jenny, what do you accomplish? I'm like, Oh, nothing. Like literally the exact same. Right. <laughs> it's like, you don't want to like show up and like look like an idiot when everyone else is like so busy, like actually taking action. So that's definitely a kick in the pants to get on their level and get stuff done. It is so true. And it is impossible to hold ourselves accountable. As humans, we're just not wired for that, right? We're like, oh, well, that was a rough month. I, you know, whatever. I couldn't do my stuff. But I'm like you. If I'm going to show up, I'm going to be like, I did my work and I kicked butt this month. And I do not want to show up. Most people do not want to show up and say that they didn't do what they said they were going to do. So that accountability is so key, especially because we just, it's not a human thing to be able to hold ourselves accountable that way. And setting yourself up for success by, by in the light of day, telling people, hold me accountable for this when you're like in your right mind, unlike that mind at like 10 o'clock at night when you're like, oh no, I'm just going to have another glass of wine and not finish that. That's like when you're out of your right mind, right? But when you're in your right mind and you set those goals and you have people be like, 
hey, Jenny, you said you wanted to do this. What's going on? Why isn't this happening? How can we help? And that's the most important thing in the accountability. I never want our accountability to be like, we're beating someone down or chastising them for not getting their stuff done. But it's like, okay, what's going on? Why didn't you finish that? What can we help with? How can we help you get that done? Totally. Yeah. Like a happy medium of being, you know, um, stern, but not like to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to yell at me when I show up to the mastermind because I failed on this one goal when I had 10 goals, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. no, well, here's the thing is, is it's, you're the boss of your business, but it's your mastermind members and the facilitator's job to remind you what it is you want to accomplish. That's why we have you go through this exercise in the beginning of, you know, what is the big vision that you have for your business? What is your big dream? And then how does this year fit into that? Like, what do you need to accomplish this year to make a massive leap forward to that big dream? And, and you'll hear me say all the time, you know what? You told us your big vision was this. How is this getting you there? Or what's, where are we stuck? What do we need to break through? Those kind of reminders are so important because it is so easy to get stuck in the busy work of business, especially when you're service-based and you're serving clients as your primary focus. But then the other stuff with marketing your business and growing your business, can, it can be hard to carve out time and space for that. Yeah. And again, there's so much busy work with business, right? I mean, just, I, I can open up Instagram and, and be lost for way too long, which is, you know, not productive for my business. So having a group of people that were like, Hey, remember those hopes and dreams that you had for your business? How can we help you with those? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, really key. Otherwise you can kind of fall off and not do those things that you had meant to do for so long. And I think it's just really key to have those people that are going to push you, but not like hold, like not make you feel guilty for not getting stuff done. Just like the right amount of balance between the two. Exactly. I agree. So tell us a little bit more about Kick-Ass Masterminds. You already kind of talked about how it works, but anything else you want to kind of share with us on that process and things like that. Sure. Well, thank you for asking the question. I love talking about kick-ass. <laughs> so, you know, we've been developing how we do masterminds for almost 10 years. So we have a ton of experience and, and, and quite frankly, um, successes and failures where we figured out the best ways for people to collaborate and for people to work together. Um, so we use a lot of the online tools. Our masterminds for the most part are virtual, so people can be wherever. However, we are very mindful about time zones and all of those kinds of things. So most of the stuff that we do is virtual. We get everyone together once a month for a hot seat and accountability session. And um, we also get people together once a month for a guest expert. So I will ask the group and you heard me ask your group, what do you guys want to learn? Here's like 10 ideas of guest experts we can bring in. Who do you want to learn from? And those sessions are fun because they're not a lecture session, but the guest expert really comes in and will work with everyone. So if it's someone who's coming in about, say, systems, they're going to answer specific questions and they're going to work with people on that specific topic. So we bring in the guest experts. We have everyone connected in a Facebook group and Voxer so that you can get those quick answers as you need them. And then we get together in person once a year. We have a retreat in person once a year. And that is so incredibly important in a virtual mastermind because the success of 
every single mastermind comes down to the relationships and the trust of the people in the group. And by getting together in person, we can increase that trust and just bond those relationships even deeper. And um, in our retreats, they're a really a combination of let's have some new learning, let's work on our businesses, and let's have some fun together to do some of that bonding time. Like I've been teasing your group about going out in our boat on our your retreat, which is going to be super fun time and tubing behind the boat. But having that in-person component is important. And the other thing that's so important just in the overall way that we structure our masterminds is that they are, uh, I always like to think of it like a safety net. Like they are there no matter what kind of support or help you need. It is an on-demand kind of situation. So if you need to call a sidebar and say, hey, you guys, I really need help on this. I know I don't have a hot seat for a couple of weeks, but can, can someone hop on Zoom with me and help me? Like your group kind of, it's like a tsunami of help. They come in and they'll help you with that stuff. So the structure of the group I, I know I keep beating this, but it's so important. It's like getting the right people in there, having the right structure, having the right facilitator makes it, makes it work. And if one of those things is not working, it's off and it's just not as productive. So we're really maniacal about making sure all of those things are right and that they're working for our people. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you mentioned the retreat because I'm super excited about that. And it doesn't hurt that it's like only like two hours away in Austin instead of like being a plane ride away. So it's like super convenient for me. Um, but I'm really stoked about everything that's to come. I mean, we've only had one official like mastermind meeting so far, or I guess two, but the first one, we didn't really do any hot seats or anything. It was just kind of like getting us warmed up. And then we've also had one yeah so far so it's been really great and I'm really looking forward to see how I improve over the next you know 11 months or so but yeah. absolutely I think you're going to be surprised at what progress comes and just how you will change as a human and how you will grow as a leader and a CEO in your business it is sort of like um, it's sort of like an accelerated MBA in a group setting because you're going to grow and change so much and really go to that next level in your business. But also as a person, like I really believe that entrepreneurship is the best journey in personal development. Like you have to be a seriously self-aware person to run a business and to grow a business and to persevere through all of the struggles and through all of the ups and downs and all of that kind of stuff. So even going into an experience like this with a mastermind, it accelerates all of that. Like I said earlier, being in a mastermind will allow you to go further and to go bigger than you could on your own. And that applies to you as a human and as a person as well. You're going to grow faster and you're going to grow bigger than you would have on your own. So buckle up, Jenny. Are you ready for that? <laughs> I, I, I accept the challenge. <laughs> So now let's dive into the three questions I ask everyone who comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your absolute favorite part about it? Yeah. So I've been an entrepreneur forever. Like I said, um, for me, it's being able to do what works for me, it, like to make money in a way that works for me. Like, I don't even know if I could be a corporate employee at this stage. I would probably get fired right away if I could even get hired. Um, so it's doing what works for me. The other thing is 
I grew up really poor. Like my mom was on welfare and I just didn't know what stability looked like in terms of money. So this allows me an opportunity to take that into my own hands and to create my own luck so that I have that stability that I didn't have growing up. So being able to make the money that I want, have that stability and do it in a way that works for me is why I do this every single day. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you mentioned stability because a lot of people say being an entrepreneur isn't stable, but it really can be because once you get to the point that your money is just kind of coming in and you're not like in the very beginning phases, it can be even more stable than a corporate job because you have spurts of time where you're getting more than anticipated because you have like a really awesome month. And of course there can be lower months too, but um, it's just being able to be in control of your own fate and it's pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> You're so right. I mean, think about it this way. When people say jobs are more stable, I'm like, listen, you could be fired today because yes. of nothing that you did, nothing that your boss did. I mean, they, I don't want to be in that harm's way. I think that feels incredibly, incredibly risky. I will bet on myself all day long more than I'll bet on some faceless, nameless corporation that's going to keep paying me. So I, I feel like it's, if I need to be stable, I would much rather trust me than someone else. And again, some giant corporation that doesn't care about me. So that stability for me comes in knowing that, you know what, I, I'm a hustler. I can make money no matter what. And I am totally confident in my ability to learn and to put in the work. And to me, that feels a hundred times more stable than any job. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes total sense. And I, I agree with that. Um, but I feel like a lot of people that are still in the corporate world <laughs> beg to differ, but you know, it's the entrepreneurial mindset that you have to kind of develop or already have. Um, but yeah. So true. And it's not for everybody. Let's be clear. Being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Nope. Uh, honestly, I'm surprised my husband hasn't started a business yet because it was just like, it was his parents had a business and his grandma had a business. So, um, I know it's coming, but <laughs> at this point he's still in the corporate world, but he has like that itch and he's like, I wish I could just be at home in my PJs like you are. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it is pretty nice. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, he might be on his way. Yeah. I, I think he might be eventually, but yeah. Anyway. Um, so what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? Just something that you absolutely cannot live without? Well, at this point, it's probably Voxer because that is how I stay connected to the, man the mastermind groups that I'm still managing. And I use it with my team a lot too. Just that asynchronous communication, I absolutely positively love that. For me, that kind of communication works really, really well. Like if someone calls me on the phone, I'm generally like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to talk on the phone, but let's have a Voxer conversation. It's just, I, I love the, I love the ability to be able to have the asynchronous voice because there's something about communicating in voice that is, it gets, the emotion is part of it. And that is definitely part of making sure that the, the facilitation and the management of the group that I'm, that I'm still managing are, are good. And I'm, I can hear things in people's voices and, and be able to have that extra layer of communication. So I'm a huge fan of Voxer. 
Yeah, Voxer is great. I actually didn't use it until we started the mastermind. I mean, I'd heard of it. I just never like actually downloaded it or anything, but it's really handy, especially like if you just want to like quickly like send someone a voice message or something, you don't feel like typing. It makes it so easy. Exactly. Yeah. And then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Just someone that you have always kind of admired and you just love every type of content that they put out. Yeah. So again, because I'm old and crusty, I'm going to probably say someone that a lot of your readers may or may not know, um, <laughs> but I absolutely love Jim Collins. His book, Good to Great, is one of my business Bibles. And so I really like, I like the um, foundational business approach that he has. And I, I certainly follow some of the um, online entrepreneurs right now, but he's my guy. Jim Collins is my guy. I will have to check him out. I'm always looking for new people to kind of um, learn from because I feel like even if people are teaching similar things, they all have kind of different methods of how they teach things. So it's always interesting to kind of see um, what everyone has to offer. I totally agree. Yeah. And then just tell us where we can find you. So the Kick-Ass website, social media handles, all that good stuff. All right. So our website is simple and so is all of our social. So website is kickassmasterminds.com and Instagram is our favorite platform and we are over there at Kickass Masterminds. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks, Jenny. And thanks for being in a Kickass Mastermind. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode dash 92. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.